Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place where we talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Fenders to Bart Hamilton and Phil Urich. I'm Ashley Hobley, Explosion Network's resident, friendly neighborhood podcast host, and joining me today, Ultimate Kieran Marchant. Go, Web, go! <laughs> and also the astonishing Tom Blight. Who the fuck are those characters you just said? They're two characters who took up the mantle of the Green Goblin. Okay, right. I was like, these. Sometimes I think you're saying they sound like comic book character names, but they sound like random name generator names. <laughs> but, okay. All right. So today we're kicking off our Spider Man Weary Watch here at the All New Marvel Cast. Uh, so we're going back and watching the Sam Raimi trilogy and then the. Uh, is it Andrew Webb? <laughs> Andrew Webb, the. Mark Webb, sorry. Mark Webb Mark duology. Webb. <laughs> in the lead some up to... Some would call it a saga. Some would call some it would, a saga. Some would call it a saga. Uh, <laughs> in the lead up to Spider-Man, No, no Way Home. <laughs> yes, so you can go back to and listen to our episodes of John Watts' Spider-Man during our MCU rewatch. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into Spider-Man. Who am I? You sure you want to know? If somebody told you I was just your average, ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Peter, are you alright? I'm fine. Hey, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. No, not exactly. Wow. Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman Osborne? Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. What the hell is that? Whatever it is, somebody has to stop it. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. Wow. It is my curse. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. Released 2002. Directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, screenplay by David Kopp. Uh, based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Uh, starring Tobey Maguire, William Dafoe, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, James Franco, Cliff Robertson, Rosemary Harris, and J.K. Simmons. Peter Parker's life changes when he's bitten by a genetically altered spider and gains superpowers. He uses his powers to help people and finds himself facing the Grim Goblin, an evil maniac. Uh, Kieran, what are your memories of this film and what do you think of rewatching it? I'm going to say memories are good. Um... Remember, for some reason, I had the freaking Chad Kroger single that was connected to this song, uh, Hero. Listen. That was connected uh, to this movie. They say that a CD. hero could save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. I'll hold on to the wings of an eagle. Watch as we all fly away. <laughs> the fact that you had that ready on one of your 16 internet tabs is, uh, <laughs> is questionable. Listen, um, that, but- I was planning that at least the outro, but I mean, you brought it up, so. 
I, you know, I got you. It's fine. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was fairly good. I think it was like one of the first maybe proper superhero movies I'd ever seen. Um, and I was a really big Spider-Man fan growing up. Uh, I knew before going into this that I I haven't watched this movie in a very long time, and since then, I guess my opinion on what my Spider-Man is and what, who my Peter Parker is is formed into a very certain way. And I've always known that. Tobey Maguire isn't quite my cup of tea when it comes to Peter Parker, especially in this movie. Um, I'm surprised by just how much I disliked this movie this time around. Like, this movie's bad. Like, in in many ways, this movie is just... Tobey Maguire comes off as creepy for, like, a lot of this movie, especially whenever he's interacting with MJ. It is reasonably creepy. Even just stuff down to, which isn't Tobey Maguire's fault, but just, like, you know taking pictures of her with the spiders and it's like the framing of it is all her and then none of the spiders so it's like okay sure and then just just the way he acts around her i I don't know spider-man is well peter parker for me is definitely that yeah he's socially awkward in many situations but at the same time he's still somewhat capable of talking to people and somewhat able to interact with people um I think the writing in this movie is atrocious in parts. Um, like, just just stuff like the teacher that is on that field trip with them is fucking cringeworthingly bad. Like, just, I don't know what it was about him. Like, the put on deep voice. Like, the it was just, I don't know. This whole movie is, and I can, it's incredible how long it takes for this to, like, it's actually a really long time before Uncle Ben dies in this movie. I thought it was a lot sooner. Uncle Ben dies, like, 40, 45 minutes into the runtime, you're like, fucking hell. Um, look, it's got Randy Savage in this movie. <laughs> and that's a that's a benefit, it's the bone saw. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, as I've known that this is not my version of Spider-Man and not the version that I love, and it's just, yeah, it is to a point where there's, yeah, it's definitely, definitely far beyond what I thought it was in terms of quality. Dylan. What do you mean, Reese's Spider Man? What do you think of it on this rewatch? More, more importantly, it has Bruce Campbell in it. Um, also, yeah, so my first memory of watching it is my dad, I think, from someone at work, gave him a bootleg VHS to take home and watch. And it was like a proper bootleg VHS. And it was the first bootleg anything I'd ever watched in my life. So the moment where, and it was okay, I guess, for my kid brain, because I was probably. When did this come out? One, two. So I was probably like, what? 2002. So you and were... I was, I was like 10. No, nah, you weren't 10. You are like 8 or 9. Mm, 9, ten. yeah. So I was young. And then... So I'd never seen a bootleg before, but there was a moment I that I still remember where someone stood up in front of the camera that the person was recording the screen as in the cinema, and then they like walked directly across the screen, and they come back later. Obviously, they went to the toilet or something like that, or to get a, another popcorn, but I'll never forget that, because... <laughs> I'm like, that's my, anytime in the future, whenever someone talked about like watching bootleg things or whatever, I was like, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. It's, it's terrible. People walk in front of the screen and stuff. Come on, get out, get the hell out of here. Um, I remember people being super excited for it, like adults around my life at the time and like talking about it like it was a big thing. I really, really liked this movie. I watched this a lot, especially once we actually got the proper VHS. Um, like once it actually did its cinema run and, came out and everything why they couldn't do, why my parents were such cheapskates not to just pay for us kids to go uh, 
guy cinema come on now what are you doing um yeah i watched the vhs a lot and i i i really liked this movie growing up because i think the the first like comic book thing i'd ever seen would have been the old old spider-man animated show they used to have on abc i think or the whatever, yeah that was the um, amazing spider-man or spectacular yeah, Spider-Man. but those that one. i'm very much in the same the, boat that that's the spider-man i grew up with originally the, with the the theme song, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. That one, like the yeah. real, the one that got ripped off with the Spider-Pig thing. Um, so, like, that was all I'd saw, seen, and maybe I'd seen something Superman related, I don't know. But so, yeah, watching this, I was like, oh, as far as I'm concerned, comic book characters are kind of like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. That was sort of the, the trio. Um, and as far as I was concerned, they were all in the same universe as well. So, nothing there. Uh, but really enjoyed it. Obviously, a lot of the big name actors in this, if I see them anything, I still kind of relate them back to this. Like, I always think Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. I always think Willem Dafoe. Kind of still always think Green Goblin. Um, Kirsten Dunst, I always think about this. Um, J- James Franco, I always think about him in this. Like, the, this is where I've seen a lot of these people first time. Obviously, Joe Jonah. You're always going to think about fucking J.K. Simmons as that character, and that's sort of what he's most known as. And... I enjoyed watching it. <laughs> I still had a great time. I I also like Sam um, Raimi's sort of humor to a degree, I guess. Like, this is him doing his sort of cartoony 70s throwback horror movie type stuff but within a, a superhero film, and you can tell with the way it's sort of pieced together. And all that still works for me. Um, do I think this movie could come out now as is and work for modern sort of comic book cinema audiences, kids these days? No, they'll get very bored very quickly. Um, the movie's actually more of a romance than a superhero plot. Like the romance is actually sort of the, the A plot and the the Green Goblin is the, the B plot, basically, which in most modern day superhero films I feel is reversed for the most part. Um, a lot of the, I was surprised with a lot of the special effects and stuff still ha- held up pretty decently, I felt for the most part. I guess it's because a lot of the stuff was practical. Like, the suit was practical, even though it kind of looks shit that his mouth doesn't move when he's... Like, Green Goblin, I mean. Like, he, his thing mm. doesn't move when he talks, so it's it's kind of... Like, if they bring that character... Like, if he's in, as we're presuming, he's if he's in No Way Home, I'm going to say that suit, that costume's updated because that is one part that makes it sort of look like a cosplay effort. But I also think that because a lot of it's practical, including, like, the hoverboard and whatever else, that by the time they add special effects and green screen it onto it like it's because it's not a full special cgi model i think that helps overall this stand up a lot of the destruction um you can tell is real like when they're they blowing up with um kirsten dunst and james franco standing on the side of that building or whatever you can tell that, that a lot of that's just real they're blown up apart there it's like all cgi and whatever else there's obviously a blue screen and whatever happening but i think a lot of that sort of helps it stand together i really like this version of spider-man suit as well i think this is um I don't know, it's just sort of if I think Spider-Man suit, I actually sort of think of this one. I guess it's because this is what I watched as a kid growing up. So, I yeah, I really I enjoyed it. I, I saw it a good, a good time. I'm looking forward to watching the second one. Maybe not the third one as much, but I'm looking forward to watching the second one. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards more Kieran's camp. <laughs> and camp is probably the word that most describes this film. It is campy as fuck. It's like, especially when you compare it to the Spider-Man MCU movies we've seen recently, it's like they're just doing ridiculous stuff, and it feels like obviously of that time, um, you know, obviously we had the Batman films and that kind of like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, 
were both quite campy and that kind of stuff. And uh, this definitely feels like in that mold to a certain degree. I remember it doesn't have Spider-Man nipples, so I mean it's pretty close. Campy. I'm sure if he could have found a way, he would have. Um, but yeah, as a kid, loved it. Thought it was the bee's knees. You know, it was the greatest thing ever until Spider-Man came to to came out, and that was the best thing ever. So, uh, but yeah, this is <laughs> it's a rough watch going back. I think there are like so <laughs> so elements that are like super cheesy and like. I mean, what are some people's motivations are all over the place, and like, how do people not realize it's Peter Parker? I mean, come on. I think, um, yeah, I just, yeah, Toby Maguire is not fantastic in this. Um, and it, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, the scene with Pete, Uncle Ben, with him crying, didn't believe for a second. It just <laughs> <laughs> looks so bad. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's a, yeah, he's not the Spider-Man I know and love, I don't think, at least in this, obviously, you know, he's much more socially awkward than we know, and he isn't the wisecracky version that we know from the, That's from the, the biggest comics. thing that That's always gets thing. me, yeah. is like, Spider-Man's not making wisecracks, or when he attempts to make like one or two wisecracks, they're just, just kind awkward. of awkwardly childish kind of. And yeah, I know you are. What am I, or whatever fucking crap? It's like, I mean, is the, yeah, there's some ridiculous sequences in this. It's like they have the <laughs> the fight at the Macy Day, Macy the parade, and, and <laughs> where, where Spider Man just, just Green Goblin just where, pops up out of the blue. <laughs> I love that. That's and they so have good. a good like they have a good couple of minutes of them being stood. Not even minutes in the movie, but in real life, it'd be of them on the balcony. Be like, hey. That's our glider. And then they're just sitting there watching. And they're watching, you're like, you guys not going to run? And then there's a section where Spider-Man's just chilling up on a wall while a kid is clearly not going to get out of the way of this fucking gonna wait thing that's about second. to fall on him. And he just sits there going, get out of the way, kid, move, kid, move, kid, move. It's like, just go, just go save him. Freaking MJ is on a balcony that's being broken apart for a good, like, five minutes. Like, he leaves her to go do other stuff, and then goes, oh, wait, I need to go save her. It's just... Yeah, and then uh, the, then Green Goblin's glider gets broken, he flies off like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, Spider-Man! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure... we we'll get to it in a sec, but yeah. Uh, Alright. Now we'll give you our real thoughts. Let's, let's jump in. Let's, let's... Into a couple of these... Old segments we did with the MCU rewatch. Let's start with building the Spider Verse. Ooh. Ooh, starting with Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker slash Spider Man first appeared in Amazing Spider Fantasy fifteen, August nineteen sixty two, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Uh, Dylan, obviously, you've heard our thoughts on Peter, as Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. What, how do you feel about him in this? Why? Why does it work? <laughs> I think he. I, I think he does exactly what he's his job was like what he was directed to do like i don't i think if you don't like him it's not his fault it's like the ca- the version of peter parker is being written as really awkward uh leaning a lot more into the nerdy side of the character less the smart alecky type stuff and that's how the character is written he's not no this stuff no but it's set. like and i said like, i said it's on the that, paper. Like, the writing is just as bad but i still think his presentation of it is um like the the scene where the scene where MJ is like, where, um, fucking, oh, MJ first brings up that her and, um, 
Oh, why can't I think of James Franco's character's name? Harry. Harry. Her and Harry are having problems. And she's like, oh, but you don't want to hear about that. And then he, like, jumps up. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, you, you, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear about that. I was like, the fuck? Like, why? How does... Like, what? Um... No, I, I I do like him in this role, I th- uh, and I think it, maybe it is nostalgia to a degree. But I th- I don't find any of the MJ stuff creepy. Like him, like, hey, do you want to pose for a photo? All he's doing is taking a picture. I don't think that's sort of harm. I don't, I don't think that's particularly creepy. That's just I mean, like, that's just him. A good way for the film also what do you to see be like to show my future. You're gonna be a Broadway star. <laughs> hey, you had an audition that I heard about for, through my. Through your mum to my aunt so, to my hairdresser, so I ran all the way yeah. across the city to see how you did. It took like three buses yeah. to get here. It's like, or like the section you where broke. she's like in the, taking the picture where she's like, "Oh, uh, don't make me look bad," and he's like, "Oh, you know, I could. That's that'd be impossible." I'm like, uh, uh. I mean, we've all nah, been there, fine. but um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> 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 but it's rough to see it on screen <laughs> <laughs> and it's up to it's like dialed up to 11 I think um you know uh but yeah as Spider-Man I don't think he's like the wisecracky version that we love um how do we I feel about to, I'll say I'll say I'll say just quickly like also like I, like when I was you know like 12 or whatever and I first started being like I want to no, maybe 12 to 12. I don't know. Whenever you're like, I want to kiss a girl, or like you reach that age where you're like, start getting into um, whoever you're into. But, mm. you know, this relationship of Peter Parker, MJ, like, oh, I'd be like, I'd, I swear I'd fantasize, like, I want to do a Spider Man kiss. Like, uh, the I, romance in this movie. I mean, the was kiss like, was oh, like iconic. This is, the yeah, the, like, down. the whole romance, I was like, so in love. I was like, oh, I wish I could meet a girl. And yeah, but you were like, I like, wish oh, I could steal like, the girl of my dreams from my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're like yeah, but you're like, well, that's true. But like, your your age is appropriate to be thinking like that. Not just well, a the character is written so they're just about to graduate high school in America, which is, I think, like seventeen, late 18. teens, like like yeah, it's eighteen. But then on top of that, these actors are clearly way too old to be teenagers. I think that that is actually a, a good point. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, that is the one thing I, the one thing that I forgot on the rewatches, and I, I think my brain clicked that thought into place like maybe ten, fifteen minutes in the, when they show up at the the museum or whatever at the start of the movie. Maybe it's only five minutes. Now, I don't know, but yeah, as soon as I saw like MJ and Harry and Peter all there, sort of together, and everyone else, I was like, and these people look. And then even when um Joe Mangelini, Magnet, Magnetello, when he shows up as whatever that character's name is, I've already Flash, Flash Thompson, yeah. When he shows up, Flash, I was like, "Like, oh wow, he looks so young, but yet also <laughs> so old for that character." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like, like I feel like if if the the writing and direction for this movie, because the biggest problem is there is a time jump or a jump in situations about a third into this movie where they move everybody out of high school and into their adult life, and I think because of that, they put themselves into a weird situation. Where they're like, we have to do this high school section, but then we also have to do maybe they one. They just of didn't have the de aging technology back then. It's crazy, actually. This movie sort of covers more time than the the Spider Man current Spider Man movies have, <laughs> like yeah, school, kinda. like school wise and everything. He's gone through like a year. 
and and just as a minor point, uh, like the, while we're talking about Spider Man, I hate that he makes his own web. Like I was I just hate, about to bring that up. <laughs> I absolutely hate that he makes his own web because we get told early in the movie, like the only way you know that Peter Parker is smart and intelligent and like is is just other characters telling Peter that he's smart or like talking about how mm. Peter's smart. But you, there's never anything in this movie to present Peter as a smart character. Like, it's it's never th- really shown at all. Like, at least if he had web shooters, it'd be like, it, oh, well, he invented his own web shooters. Even, like, him making his suit kind of makes no sense in this version, really. Um, whereas in yeah, the other he's one... Done he's done LARPing. Yes, ha- yes. Has he? Has he done LARPing? Kieran, <laughs> he got an award at the end of <laughs> Graduation. He got a science award. Somebody, somebody yeah. gave him a science award. You know, but he doesn't want to be a scientist. He wants to be a photographer. Artsy. <laughs> that was also the thing, right? When when MJ's like, "Hey, what do you want to do when you leave school?" and he's instantly his first thing he brings up is he wants to be, do photography, and he's like, "Oh yeah, but to pay myself through college." I'm like, "What? Yeah. Like- Why isn't he going straight to college?" That's a good question. No At time. We never see any college world. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, college stuff suddenly appears in Spider-Man 2, but mm. in this movie, no. 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 Uh, let's talk about Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn slash Greek Goblin. First appearance in Amazing Spider-Man 14, July 1964. Created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Uh, Willem Dafoe went full, like, full bolt in this one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's like, I, he embodied that character. You know, I think he kind of set the standard. <laughs> he was he was the thing where it was like, I think I'd give him a free pass because it's Willem Dafoe, and Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is iconic in many ways. Like, it's, it's just, maybe that's the part of nostalgia that overrules, but some of the way he's written, once again, real bad, I hate the line where he says to Peter that I was like a father to you. And I'm like, what? How have you been like a father to him at any time during this movie? Like, you're his friend's dad, but... <laughs> he was an absentee I'm- father, that's what he meant. He was like a father to Peter, like he was a father to Harry. <laughs> uh, um, I really like William Dafoe in this. He's off. He's off his face, but it works, and it's like one of the standout things about the movie is people always remember him as that role, especially doing the sort of the dual person thing, the mirror scene in particular. You know, just talking backwards and forwards and all that stuff, and the sort of portrayal of the Green Goblin as a, a proper, you know, Jekyll and Hyde scenario instead of just someone going crazy. It's a you know the monster within sort of thing. Um, and then all the way, like, his, <laughs> I cracked up laughing, but not even in a bad way. I just love it. It's, like, perfect for this movie, the way it finishes with his death. Like, the fact he's like, no, Peter, no. And then presses the thing, and then, you know, spider senses flips. But the fact the camera makes sure to cut in for that close-up to him go, oh, or whatever. He's like, <laughs> he says, and it's like, <laughs> crushes him to fucking yep. pieces. It's so don't good. tell Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't tell Harry. I'm like. Why would Spider-Man go out and be like, hey? <laughs> or Peter go and be like, yeah. I, like, no, I mean, done. Peter should have just left him like that, and then he wouldn't have had all the problems for the rest of the films. True. Shouldn't have taken him back to the house. But no, I, yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. 
like you said, iconic. Even though the Green Goblin storyline makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> what is he? Why does he want Peter Parker to team up with him? Why does he want Spider Man to team up with him? Because he's gonna he's gonna find out. I think he goes the way they portray it is sort of like. It's the the thing, the goblin in his head's like, you need to stop him or else he'll stop you. And like, he's going to be in our way of doing what we're doing. And, you know, like, that's the sort of thing. He's like, we need this spider out of our way. He's going to put an end to all of our evil secret doings, killing boardroom members and whatever. You know, because he goes out there, tries to blow him up at that parade and Spider-Man comes in and mm. fucks with him. So then from that moment on, he's like, no, this spider dude needs to get the hell out of here. He's going to fuck our plan up. I think it's that simple. I don't think it's overcomplicated. I, I just think I, it's that simple. I appreciate. Well, there's there's one massive plot hole that I don't love, which is he puts Peter Parker to sleep as Spider Man, but then resists the urge to take his mask off out of respect because he wanted him to join him at that stage. Yeah. So if he took the mask off, he, yeah. he Peter would have never joined him. So no, he leaves just, it on. Just, you could have just asked nicely. You could have just take a peek and put it back and then be like. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who he is. But I think that's the reason as to why they, like, you're supposed to assume that's why he didn't do it. It's because at that stage, he still wants him to team up with him. Also, how does he get away with killing the other scientist in his laboratory? Like, No idea. That one I don't have an answer for. <laughs> he escapes with all the stuff, I assume. As a goblin, he made it disappear. All, all the army dudes at that base, that one time he just blows up. Like, no one else in the US Army or whatever goes, who the fuck killed those people? Like, <laughs> like who blew up that base? Like, was it Russia? <laughs> 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 it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, continues on. We have Kristen Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. First appearance, the Amazing Spider-Man, Kirsten. number 25. Uh, June 1965, created by Stanley and John Romita Sr. How do you feel about Kristen Dunst in this film as MJ? I'm just double-checking. It is Kirsten, surely. No, it's Kirsten is how she pronounces Kirsten? it. Kirsten? What about yeah, Kirsten? Kirsten? Yeah. Because not- I, I was saying Kirst- Kirsten, and then he just said Christian, and I'm like, I've who's wrong? Two no, different ways. <laughs> it's K-I-R-S-T-E-N. How do you reckon she pronounces it, Karen? Kirsten. 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 All right. I mean, I was because it's American. At least I was somewhere on the right track. Yeah. Right. Anyway, not not that important. She's white. She'll yeah. live. <laughs> She'll white. She'll live. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think, of MJ? Yeah. Yeah. She plays the the sort of. I mean, she plays literally girl next door, sort of oblivious thing like she does the her, her job is to make you as an audience member buy into her as being such a lovable person and like why peter would be so attracted to her like as a person um you know both physically and emotionally or whatever like you say to be like mj seems like a really nice person um she's good looking i can understand why peter park would be like her role is the romantic lead um she gets a little bit more depth then I guess if they'd made the movie maybe even five years prior, like the fact that you do get this sort of struggling actress thing, um, uh, family home life, like they do add a a bit to her, so she's more than just a sort of hollow um, figure of a of a character or, and whatever else. And I I definitely feel like it's 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 sort of enough. Uh, we get a lot more in number two, I guess, to do with her, which is 
exciting as MJ as a character. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think the movie is romance first, and as far as romance goes, she does a, a great job at, as playing the romantic interest. Here, mm. um, I think she's good at what she's given. Once I don't, I don't want to continue fucking whinging about this movie, but <laughs> I feel like the romance of this movie is really, I don't know, poorly paced and just not. Look, there's I face palmed when. Because I'd forgot it happened, where she decides to say I love you to Peter Parker, which I don't see anything in this movie that seems to would equate to her being in love and saying I love you. But she says it at her ex-boyfriend's dad's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you put it that way. (laughs) Listen, when you love somebody, you'd need to tell them. No, it's, it's just... It's just everything about it. I'm like, what? Why? What? I get it. You want, you want a scene where, where to show that Peter's finally learned his lesson and that he needs to put understand that great power comes with great responsibility and that he needs to to, to say no to Mary Jane because she's gonna get hurt because Green Goblin came after everything he cared about. It's like, well, dude, she kind of the Green Goblin came like. Came after her even without her being your girlfriend or being into you at all. You were just into her. That's your problem. Like, I don't know. It's just I coincidence feel like it's just is not. not it's uh, co- uh, correlation, not causation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. You, there's the light bulb moment where Harry says to, um, says, "Oh, you know, Peter cares about her the thing the most in this world." I'm like, well, first, Aunt May. Mm. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's yeah. It just feels unearned that section. I get her being in love or being infatuated with Spider Man, but not with Peter Parker. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she's good, but you know, it's like you work with the material you've got. Uh, but yeah, that upside down kiss is a memorable moment from my childhood. It's like one of those seminal romantic moments that you like. Hopefully, I get to recreate that someday. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, having superpowers and like, I'll tell you what, Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker waking up in the morning with like muscles and everything, that's the dream. Going to bed sick, wake up with like six abs, crazy. You know what? I actually think that's even more impressive than the Captain America one later on, which is done with CGI. That one's like either, like, that's all real, him looking like a scrawny little guy, like not little but like you know a scrawny teenager and then getting yeah. muscles is just- that was shot first day and probably the last day. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's funny because all, all the cur- first all day the current- and then he like got lazy on over the filming of the movie all the current mcu stars have to be like really comic book over the top muscular where it's sort of ridiculous like the fact that star lord like the fact that chris pratt had to get that like put on Buff. that much muscle for that role was dumb in my opinion. I kind of appreciate in this one that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have like a, a a six pack or something overly ridiculous. Like he's he's just he's put on muscle and he's sort of toned, but he doesn't have like a you know like a straight figure. You know, like I I, I think it, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a bit more like oh he's a he's Spider Man like he's he's a still a thin sort of dude so makes sense I guess yeah. Let's move along. James Franco as Harry Osborn. First appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man 31, December 1965, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Kieran, thoughts on Harry? 
I think James is pretty good in this one. I don't think he's given that much to work with, really. Um, you know, I guess as a kid, I didn't realize how much of a douchebag Harry Osborn is in this <laughs> movie. Um, but yeah, he's 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 good. Are we meant to like Harry in this film? I don't know. I think he's meant to be this like weird antagonist because he's <laughs> with Mary Jane. You Once know? again, at the funeral with character relationships that make no sense and character dialogue that makes no sense. Peter, you're the only family I've got now. I'm like, but you were just like hating him, like hating Spider Man. Like not even being Spider Man, but like before that, when he was having his animosity with him about MJ and stuff. It's just yeah, but brothers fight. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think he's good in the movie for what the role is. I just don't think the character's at all that particularly interesting. Like, straight away, it's sort of like, you know, he's he's a daddy's boy. He wants to impress him, and because of that, he has issues at school, so he gravitates towards the one nerdy dude who doesn't have friends, but also, like, he doesn't particularly care that much about Peter, and he shows as time yeah. sort of goes on, and, um, like, he's not, like, an outwardly big asshole, but you, you can tell, like, it's just... He's the sort of dude would that would I mean, make lots yeah. of little sort of shitty decisions where eventually you would, one day you wake up and Peter would hopefully go, "Why the fuck are my friends with this dude? He's an asshole!" Like, <laughs> just yeah. like, be like, I mean, you think of that Thanksgiving scene of like Norman ripping into Mary Jane, calling her one of it, yeah, telling him to spread his seed and then move on. And that's what and that's yeah. what Harry wants to grow up to aspire to be. So, okay. good one. And then Harry like immediately like defends his father and everything for the mm-hmm. you know for everything it's like oh. you don't know him he's such a great man yeah if okay. i grow up to be half the man he is i'll be happy it's like sure no uh we've got jk simmons as j Jonah Anderson. first appearance the domestic spider-man number one march 1963 created by stanley and steve ditko perfect hopefully we never get anybody else playing J. Jameson, Jameson as but yeah, in live action. <laughs> that scene, uh, he's so good, like everything. But the standout, like rewatching this, just getting that moment where Peter's trying to sell those pictures for the first time. He's like, terrible, shit, terrible, it's crap. Give me 200 bucks for him. No, I'll go elsewhere then. I'll give him back like, 300 bucks. You know, like, it's just, it's so fast and like uh, everything yeah. else. But the part I completely forgot that they do with J- Jameson in this one is that the when Green Goblin comes in, the fact that, you know, he's like, who's the photographer? And to his credit, J. Jonah is like, don't know. Don't know who he is. Like, he protects, he does in that moment he protect protects his source. Peter as a source, which I was like, oh, that's, I completely forgot about that. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's the only Spider Man line that hits is, uh, shut up, uh, shut up, son, or whatever the parents are talking. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's somewhat of the Spider Man I want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then rounding out, uh, Rosemary Harris is Aunt May. First appearance, Amazing Spider-Man number 15, August 1962, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. How do you feel? Obviously, the Fantastic. first Aunt May. Classic. This is Aunt May. If I think of Aunt May, I always think of her. Sorry. Um, what's her face? Whatever L- we can't Sally remember. Field. Yeah. And <laughs> Marissa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do. I do, yeah. <laughs> All those people. No, don't care. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I think overall good, and I agree. She is Art May. The only my only tidbit is the overacting after the scene with Green Goblin, and her wailing and terrifiedness just 
Just these two. That's Sam Raimi shooting a horror movie again. Like, that's a hundred. Like, the, the, the way, like, lightning coming, it's almost, like, so dramatic and the camera, like, panning in on her face. Yeah, that's... But it's not even that part. That part, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's the, oh, the it's hospital. like the following scene in the hospital that gets <laughs> the eyes, those green eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. That bit's a rough, but you know, the rest is alright. She's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and then Cliff Robertson, Uncle Ben Parker, first appearance, Amazing Spider-Man number fifteen, August nineteen sixty-two, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Guys, with great power comes great responsibility. I was about to say, it, it, they can never do Uncle Ben in the current one because you, you'll never get as good. They did it in... Who's Uncle they Ben tr- in Amazing Spider-Man? I know mean, they tried Munching. in that. Yeah. That's but, it. Yeah. But, like, he... he. If anything, these movies... Like, you could say you hate these movies, but if you don't... Everyone knows him delivering that line in the car. Like, that is sort of standout and perfection for... You know, to set up the character and him and whatever else. So, yeah, he's really great. Why was he raiding around, though? I don't know. He was just worried about PD. He thinks he's on drugs or some shit. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> he's yeah. just wrestling, dude. <laughs> he's just wrestling, man. He's <laughs> wrestling. He's just um, wrestling Randy Savage. <laughs> wrestling the bone saw. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we could never get a Ben Parker. Another one. I think... I'll tell you who it is. I it's would- John Favreau. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. I, I think I would like to see, now that we're what? like three something movies in, like, obviously that seminal moment. In- it's Get ready for the next refreshing. one. Happy's like, have I told you my middle name, Peter? Peter's like, what is he? He's like, oh, it's Ben. <laughs> no, but we know his uncle died. Uh, his uncle's already died. Nah, new uncle incoming. New uncle. Happy Ben. Whatever. I mean, I think ben there is Hogan. a good chance that mm, Happy Hogan it. becomes his uncle, new uncle, but yeah. Mm. So does uncle. he marry Aunt May and then become, like, do they hyphenate names? Like, Hogan Parker or Park and Hogan? I think you should take her name. Happy Parker. <laughs> uh, guys, this week's Stan Lee sighting. In Spider-Man, he appears in Spider-Man's first battle with Green Goblin, pulling a little girl away from falling debris. In the DVD deleted scenes, Lee plays a street vendor who tries to sell Peter Parker a pair of sunglasses. Such did you even notice? Did in. you notice? It was no, a- I didn't notice. Yes. Not this it was a blink and you miss it appearance. I already remembered where he was though, so I was I was kind of on, I made sure I when that scene was on, I wasn't like checking like scrolling Twitter at the same time or anything because I knew that's where he popped up. Yeah. And that's been your Stanley sighting for this week, Kieran. What's the most marvelous moment of Spider Man? Damn, that's a tough back. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, This is a tricky one because I didn't like much of it. You know what? Even though there are elements I really don't like, I think the whole parade scene is pretty good as a set piece in general. Um, And I, I did laugh out loud at Green Goblin blasting off again. Um was Team Rocket yeah. blasting off again. I'll see you again, Spider-Man! He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a megaphone in that jetpack thing. <laughs> Jet <ball. Yeah>. He <laughs> does. He does. <laughs> Dylan, what's the most marvelous moment? Um, the end of the movie. It's actually one of the, my, the scenes actually, as much as Kieran was complaining about Chad it. Chad Kroger singing. No, no, no. no. The, 
the end of this movie, for some reason, I always remember, like, and I could nearly remember it line for line, just that moment with MJ. It's, fu- cause, it's funny because when Kieran was, like, complaining about it before, I'm thinking, like, for some reason, I always thought that was, like, such a cool, like, sort of superhero moment growing up. I mean, it's- yeah, obviously you're walking off and then you have the I think yeah. you're walking off swinging the, through the city. That's what I mean. Like, the, that, 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 that the moment cool. where... Like I, I'm so not the conversation. I'm putting my first pin in right as the conversation ends, as they show the shot of her realizing that he's probably Spider-Man, through to him swinging through the city. Because the kiss was the credits. one giveaway, not her, him Spider-Man not knowing the, her name the entire oh, time. Oh, that's the entire time, yeah. But that that ending <laughs> minute or, or whatever, like him, like sort of going in with the the voiceover saying, you know, doubling down on the great power sort of stuff, like coming back to that and bringing it full circle by the end of the movie. And then him having that final moment swinging through the city, which I still think look, looks really good. And I remember being blown away because I was like, you know, virtual camera, like it was those effects, that sort of stuff, like back when this came out, it was fucking sort of mind blowing. So and it looks really good still, I think. Uh, so that minute, I still stands out as sort of like a key superhero sort of moment, especially from my childhood. Yeah. I would say it might be that scene in the f- firing building. You know, when you're throwing these Oh, Spider-Man, not hurry! Shurikens, ah! my god, where Green Goblin has a shawl over its head and you're like, Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> so predictable. No, but he's throwing these shurikens that you never see ever again in the entire at him and he's like doing the Spider-Man stuff like twisting actually you know what no, no, no. was that lady down there actually... in on it the entire time maybe <laughs> save my baby save my baby <laughs> no I'll give it like the the grenades that he had those were the Green Goblin had those grenades with different functions and different like uses but it was always the same grenade I'll give him that I'll give him that that's that's pretty standard in my eyes is that all like the final confrontation? But the blood that was bleeding afterwards in the apartment looked like tomato sauce. Yeah. Yes. And not blood. Why because didn't the he puddle think was like He knew he was there. Why didn't he like bandage it up he, first? Why does he make so much fucking noise coming back into his room? <laughs> How does he slam? even make that much noise? Oh fuck, I forgot there was people over. Also, is it super weird when they do the close up of like Spider Man's hands and he's got all the little like webs? the little feelers or whatever spider bits spider bits spider bits spider bits I don't know <laughs> I think it's supposed to just be like his hair on his hands are standing up on end which is like the it same as like a spider <laughs> no they're, they're basically showing like the minuscule fibers of his hands and now little spider spider feet for climbing but I just think it's a good way of explaining visually to an audience who don't know what spider-man mm. is how like what's happening how we feel about his uh, discovering powers montage? Obviously, we've got the uh, cafeteria scene. Where he manages to catch like sixty different pieces of food. B- smashes Flash Thompson in the head. Good shit. He'll- walks off with the food tray. The only bit still attached. <laughs> I'm like Matt. I was like, yeah, this is okay until the food tray continues to like bang up against the door as he's getting further away. Then I'm like, okay. All I know is he legit caught. Her and that tray and all those he items. Took, I, there's a ridiculous amount of takes yeah. for that. One, like one of those. Way. It's one of those ridiculously known sort of facts about this movie is that they did so many takes to make to not do CGI for that, and he just catches all those those things on that tray, which is yeah. For that alone, that entire scene, ten out of ten. Impressive. 
And then you've got like like you said the visual camera thing in the hallway, which is meant to be like the spider sense thing. That was a little. I don't know. That, I don't think that looks as good anymore. The where it like slows down time and all that sort yeah, of shit. Yeah, you look at the paper plane being thrown. And well, you know, fly. it's funny though because this movie does like you can complain about what they do with like him having the web like in him and not doing the web shooters and stuff. But this movie does make sure to explain that he has spider senses and like it tries to visualize how the spider sense works for him and like time slows down and it shows that he's like, you know, he's sensing all these things around him and he senses the punch coming and he dodges it. The new Spider-Man movies, does he have spider sense? Like they barely, they don't ever like, yeah. But if he's got spider sense, why does he get beat up so bad? (laughs) Can't dodge every punch just because you sense it coming, you know? Like technically, if you're standing in front of you and you go to punch me, I could sense it's coming. Doesn't mean I'll dodge it, you know. Like, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh, and then we've obviously got that iconic scene on the rooftop. Kieran, webs go, sting, Stung. go, web go. Why does he think their voice activated? I mean, it's the first shot of a crane in a Spider-Man movie, so I go, think web that's go. Very important to bring up. Iconic, even cranes <laughs> explain a lot in the Spider-Man universe. So they they're old cranes everywhere. So, um, no, I really like that scene. I think it's funny. Also, the music. That's I love how this, this sort of like superhero music playing underneath. He's jumping across the buildings, and then as soon as he goes, to, it cuts off like perfectly timed for the like go web or like what you know. Like it's like the the epic superhero music cuts right there. It's like I think it's funny. It's meant to be funny, yeah. Obviously, and I think it works. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to discuss about Spider Man? Uh, no. There's no after credits in these movies. No. How weird. The closest you get is they bring back the Spider-Man theme song at the end of the credits. After you've sat and listened to Hero by Chad Kroger featuring somebody else who I can't remember. Listen, oh, they're, watching his- <laughs> they're watching early two- us. They're watching us fly Early 2000 movies had banger soundtracks. So they also had a Sum 41 song in there as well. Was it? Which yeah. one? Because I'm into deep no, and I'm a Spider-Man like and I'm trying I'm to swing, but I keep going yeah. under. <laughs> what a remix. Yeah, that's what it is. Also, score very good, I think. Like, critically? Isn't the... I don't want to say... It's not John Williams, but it's somebody fairly... It's Danny Elfman. Big, is the, yeah, that's it. Oh, scored. Right, okay, yeah. Danny Elfman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some 41, what we're all about. Speaking of musicians, Macy Gray is randomly in this film. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> During the <also> parade. <laughs> Out of all the celebrities you could have gotten to yeah, have on that parade. That uh, other cameos, uh, or people of note, uh, got Elizabeth uh, Banks, Banks. Betty Brant. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that, who I did not know about actually going into this. And then when she sh- when he goes to talk to her as a receptionist, I'm sitting there, you know how that you know, when your brain has that moment, you're like, is that... And I like open IMDb to check. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know she was in it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, Ted Ramey is uh, Ted Hoffman. Uh, of course, we talked about Joe Manganiello. Uh, Bruce Campbell plays the ring announcer. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage as Bonesaw McGraw. Oh, yeah. Uh, you Spider Man. Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer as the person yes, running as the. the- the wrestling yeah, Actually, couple couple minor as a ref- wrestling fan of what the fuck is going on here. Why do the ring girls all have microphones and why are they all berating him as he comes to the ring? This, uh, why all they, of- they sell wrestling in this as 
They they don't break kayfabe. No. <laughs> it's, they, it's real. Why? Uh, why I'm pretty sure this sudden, wasn't wrestling. This was ultimate fighting. It was, but like, mis- why all of a sudden, arts. right? They they show two matches of this wrestling as examples, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, but now that this one, this one's gonna be inside a cage. Yeah, it's like cage what? match. It's it's yeah. Uh, yep, and then loosely lawless. Also appears as a punk rock girl who says, "Guys with eight arms sounds hot." Sounds hot. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, let us know what you thought of Spider-Man from 2002, Sam Raimi's starring Tobey Maguire, on Twitter by joining explosionnetwork.com/slash/twitter or jump into a Discord at explosionnetwork.com/slash/discord. That would help. Uh, if you're helping us out here at all new Marvel Cars, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, or tell people about the show and about our Spider-Man rewatch. Uh, and if you like this episode, those with a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page at explosionnetwork.com slash support. Uh, on our next episode of our Spider-Man rewatch, we'll be discussing Spider-Man 2. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all new Marvel cast. And to leave you with the words of a poet, I am so high, I can hear ever. (laughs) I can hear ever. (laughs) That is is the opening lines of the song. (laughs) 